Welcome to the All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. We are committed to being rooted in the scriptures and the historic Christian faith and to kingdom life in the power of the Holy Spirit. As you listen, may you be encouraged and empowered to know the Lord Jesus and make Him known. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. Feeling is what happens in the body. Emotions are what we um, interpret, what we make sense of those feelings with. God wants to talk to you. I had the privilege of growing up in the Church of Christ, sensationalism at its finest. Uh, I used to have a hard time with the Church of Christ, I'll tell you right now, God told me, (laughs) that's a joke, right? Uh, God told me that they're His. I was humbled, they're His, and He's bringing them back. Many people in the Church of Christ are prophetic, they don't know it. Can't happen, otherwise they're stoned. (laughs) Once I got the opportunity to hear from God, there's no turning back. Today I'm speaking from a dream because God has always talked to me through dreams. I can't handle not recognizing these dreams. They come in, they're so real, they're so powerful. So today, as soon as Brock asked me to speak, it was going to come through a dream. Of course, a dream happened within days after he asked this. So uh, the first thing is, is organization. We need to be organized with what God tells us. So we're going to start with the scripture. Do we have any slides? Cool. They're invisible today. The relational God connection that draws out our calling. This is so important. So here's the scripture, Isaiah 28. It's 23 through 29. I don't want to look at the screen. I'm going to read straight from the scripture here. Guys, I'm sorry I've used the Holloman Christian Standard Bible, so if you don't have that, it's going to be slightly different than what you have there. This is what it says. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I say. Does the plowman plow every day to plant seeds? Does he continually break up and cultivate soil? When he has leveled its surface, does he not then scatter black cumin and sow cumin? He plants wheat in rows, barley in pots with spelt as its borders. His God teaches him order. He instructs him. Certainly black cumin is not threshed with a threshing board or a cart will and is not rolled over it, over the cumin. But the black cumin is beaten out with a stick and cumin with a rod. Bread grain is crushed, but it is not threshed endlessly. Though the wheel of the farmer's cart rumbles, his horses do not crush it. This also comes from the Lord of hosts. He gives wonderful advice. He gives great wisdom. Exegetically, there's a tool here 
that's used in Isaiah 28. Three times it's talking from God's perspective of listening, his instruction, and his great wisdom. God wants people to hear from him, even in Isaiah. If we go back to Exodus 19, God wants his people to hear from him, not just Moses. 19 and 20. It is so imperative that we have this concept that we perceive from God what he wants to say. Um, so I'm going to speak from my experience of that. He's always doing something. I want to be a part of it. He's always doing something. He's always saying something. He's always giving you a word of some kind. So um, this scripture is primarily about the uh, common person. He wants to talk to the common person. It's about me. I'm common. I'm very common. I'm not special. He wants to talk to me. He wants to give me instructions on how to conduct my practice. He wants to give me instructions on how I step out and walk down the road and pray over radio towers. <laughs> um, when he shows me something, I just want to be aware of what he's saying. Okay? So sometimes, what I hear in my practice oftentimes is, it is hard to hear from him. I'm not getting anything right now. I need time to pray over this. Okay, go pray over it. But you're not hearing oftentimes because you're not looking for it. Is that too hard? Are we all right with that? You're not hearing because you're not looking for it. You should expect to receive wisdom um, James 1 talks about receiving wisdom. You should ask for it and don't doubt, right? And what happens with me is that sometimes I ask God, give me wisdom, give me wisdom, but I don't actually listen. And so then my heart is in a posture of doubt. Does that make sense? I'm actually turning away, tossed back and forth. But if I actually say, God, tell me what you want to... What do you want to say about this situation? Everything changes. I can hear, but I have to wait sometimes. Or maybe it's just one word. Maybe it's a feeling, or maybe it's a knowing. Maybe it's a dream. What is God really calling us into? So Matthew 6, verses 9 and 10 says, it's the start of the Lord's Prayer, and, and this is really where we can get calling. It's very simple. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think there's a terminology of dominionist. Anybody have heard that terminology before? I haven't. I didn't know it. But when we talk about your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, and I say, well, his, his kingdom wants to come here right now, I become a dominionist. I didn't realize that. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's in Scripture. I don't care what I am. I want to see his, his kingdom come here on earth. I'm not waiting for something to happen to make it so I've got to bring it. I am his tool. He is in me and I am in him. 
I've got to bring his kingdom. The way I do that is by hearing, by listening, by paying attention, by seeking heaven while I'm still here on earth. You guys are real quiet. I got one out there. <laughs> um, what's that next slide there? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understandings. Think about him in all your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. Uh, this is that dominion kind of statement that he wants to talk to you all the time, that he'll tell you the instruction that you need, as it says in Isaiah. Um, Fitzpatrick's. Guys, I love these people. Uh, they know what it's like to wait on God and listen to him. I just call that out right now. Their marriage is that way. They know what it's like to listen to God and wait on him. It's good. There are so many of you that are doing that, and I want to encourage you, please continue to listen and hear. You're doing well. You're doing really well. All right. So where does calling come from? Calling comes from abiding in Jesus. Knowing he really is with us, with us until the very end of the age. Uh, again, um, in the Church of Christ, I was a teenager when I started having these incredible dreams. I mean, I was having dreams that were waking me up in the middle of the night, and they felt incredibly real. Um, and then I get to the scripture in Matthew 28, and I'm just thinking, where are you, Jesus? I don't see you. I don't experience you. Where are you? Um, it's in the abiding. He is in you, and you are in him, and he is in the Father, right? Sorry, I'm using a lot of scripture. I'm talking a lot about it, so if you're picking up on it, it's all over the board, but hopefully you're, you're getting enough reference here. But the vine, right? This is, this is the theme of John, is the abiding. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to talk to you about things. And so this whole theme of abiding is so important to Jesus. He starts to give us more instruction on this. And I, and I love it. Um, because what, what he's actually doing, he's saying, you can pour over scriptures trying to find life. That was me. Pouring over the scriptures, trying to find life, looking more for God. And yet... Uh, they point to him and I didn't know him. So this is John 5. Is that the next slide? John, John 5, 39 through 40. This is so convicting. Uh, if you're doing daily devotionals, I want to encourage that. Scripture is so important. It, it, get in the scriptures. Be a part of scripture. Um, absorb it. But it's not God. You can't worship it. It's only a testimony about who God is. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have life eternal. You have eternal life in them. Yet you te they testify about me. And you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. That was me. That was me right there. 
So he, he goes on to say in John 10, this is a relational aspects of, of the calling. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the calling here in a little bit. Uh, John 10, 27, my, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Uh, it's amazing to sit with God and hear him. You remember when I asked, feel your body at the beginning. Can you go back and feel your body again, head to toes? Anybody feel anything different? Even as we talk and we sit and we, we think, anybody feel anything different? Well, good. <laughs> Nobody. That's great. Okay. When you worship, do you feel something different? Why? Why do we feel something different when we worship? What's changing inside of us that actually changes the physical function of our body? It's his presence, right? It's knowing him. It's experiencing more of God. All right, so when we worship, we feel something. That's kind of one of these high experiences. Uh, do we, when we pray, do we always feel the presence of God? <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Brock. <laughs> I'm going to go with that too. Not always. I try and I wait. I think there's an important piece to taking time to wait for the presence Sometimes we get a word from God and we just jump right into it. We jump out and we don't necessarily wait to hear what he wants to say and what he wants to talk about in that presence. We say, okay, I heard something. Let's go with it. Um, pray for, oh, okay, let me back up for a second. I had this experience and this is one of the markers of my life to kind of hammer this home and that was, um, I was in Denver before we moved here to Oklahoma, and I'm at church. I have a friend who's a pastor of another, another congregation across town, and I hear God say, I mean, out of nowhere, pray for this person. I go, okay. I start to pray, and he says, wait until you get home. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting. So I get home. I find a place in the house just to be by myself. And, and I go, God, be with this person. Wait, what do you want me to pray for? See, I was ready to jump off without waiting on him to, to listen to what he wanted to pray about. So, God, what, did you want, what do you want me to pray for? He says, I want you to pray for his family. Okay, God, bless his family. Give them life. Wait, what do you want me to pray about his family? He says, I want you to pray um, that they, their family is well and healthy. So I start praying for the health of the family. He goes, I want you to pray for, for his wife. I'm like, okay, what about his wife? He goes, I want you to pray for her health at the secular level. And I start praying. And I go, God, may the, all the cells be in order. May they be healthy and whole. And uh, all of a sudden, after I prayed for a little bit, I was released. I, I didn't feel anything else. I didn't feel anything on my spirit. Two days go by. It's Tuesday. 
And I text my friend, I go, why did God have me pray for your wife? The response came in, she's got a lump and we don't know what it is. So she's going to go into uh, the doctor this week to get it checked out. The backstory is that she's a nurse. She knows what lumps are. Okay. So uh, Thursday comes around. My wife and I go to hospitals and we were doing assessments. She does the assessments in the hospitals. I do them outside. Uh, she was doing an assessment in a hospital. And there's about five major hospitals in Denver. And it just happened to be that at that time and at that hour, we ended up at a particular hospital. And I see my friend about 400 yards away walking into that hospital with his wife. And there's like 300 people, people going to and fro. I see him when I'm in the parking lot and I start praying for him again. The next week we talk and come to find out the lump was a slow, swollen gland. But remember, she's a nurse. She knows what this is. Um, years go by. Well, actually, let's go back a little bit. Months go by, and he says, I ask him, God, I'm not doing the things that you did and greater things. He goes, yes, you did. I'm like, what are you talking about? God says, you prayed for somebody when they didn't ask for it, and they were healed. What? He goes, don't you remember? Oh, okay. Okay. So years go by. I didn't realize, you know, this is all in my head, right? How do you tell the difference? It's in your head and what, what's in your mind and, and what's of him? Well, years go by and um, we're having a conversation again. And she goes, I know God healed me of cancer. <laughs> what do you do with testimony like that, right? You overcome, you overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. My heart is strengthened. I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm excited. All of a sudden, I, I realized she knew what it was just as much as I thought I knew what it was in the spirit. Okay. Benevolent acts versus good deeds. Um, we're getting close to the end of my slides, which is a really good thing. Benevolence acts versus good deeds. Uh, there are people that are going to go out and try to do everything they can. Um, they're they're going to give money away. They're going to pray over every person that they come across. That's not a bad thing. Go for it. Do it. But more so, take time to hear from God what you should do. So are we asking God... What he, what he wants rather than stepping into what we think is good. You know, some things that sound really good to the human perspective. I mean, when we read through the Old Testament, God says, annihilate this group, people group. We think, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, but you're thinking in your own insight, in your own goodness. You didn't realize that they were sacrificing babies alive, that they were doing this constantly, that they were perpetuating evil and spreading it everywhere. I'm not trying to say it's time to annihilate people. What I'm saying is we should listen to God and see what he says and go with it. Ephesians 2, 9 through 10, it states, um, it's a lot about grace. God has given us a grace. It's not by our works. It's not by what you do that is good. You can give all your money away. That does not mean that you're doing God's will. It, it's not even close. What, what we're talking about is that when you 
live by his grace, then he will set good, good deeds for you up that you would do those good deeds and honor him. It's about him. It's not about your good deeds. So hearing from God will get us to a place where we're not just doing benevolent acts and then saying, why isn't God coming through for me? What it's about is when I do those things, I'm waiting on him, and then he tells me the next step. In all my ways, I'm acknowledging him, and that path becomes straighter and straighter and straighter. I'm telling you this out of a place of of testimony today, Um, and it's very important. We'll get to that at the end. Oh, there's so much on my heart. (laughs) Uh, What's the next slide? Yeah. Okay. Jesus, this scripture comes to mind. So um, he's been teaching me about how to hear from him for years now throughout scripture. So I give you that Isaiah 28 chapter to start this off with. But it's very much this, is, is the son does nothing without knowing the father, what the father is doing. So either he sees the father do it here in, in or yeah, he sees the father do it here in five. And then Jesus turns around in John 8 and he says, um, I speak what the father tells me to speak. And that's how we should live this, this listening, this perceiving from God out is being about God's business. Um, I assure you, the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son also does these things in the same way. We can be transformed in our thinking when we're listening to God. All those noises are coming in. There is one noise, there is one sound that's, that is important to pay attention to. That is God's voice. But there's going to be other sounds, there's going to be other noise. You're going to have to discern that. And it's, it's done over time. You can't expect, well, God, God gave me the opportunity to listen, so we're good, and we move on. Yeah. Jeremiah 33, verses 2 through 3. This is um, the first word that we got from Isaiah. was actually a word for the individual, the common person. We said that, right? Okay. This word is actually for the nations, if you look exegetically. The Lord who made the earth... The Lord who forms it to establish it, Yahweh is his name, says this. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and incomprehensible things you do not know. I take this as a personal word too. Uh, I I, I go and pray this often because it's, uh, I want to see things that I've never seen before, never heard before. God, show me more. Show me something that I've never experienced. Sometimes I sound crazy too, because I'm getting some words that are a little bit different. And then come to find out, they're real. It's like, okay, this is fun. Uh, This is the promise that God has for the people, his people, the church. When we come to him, show us incomprehensible things. Do miracles that we haven't even imagined before. Spirit, come and move amongst us. Do something that the rest of the world thinks is impossible. Isn't that exciting? Are we imagining about heaven daily? 
are we thinking about heaven and how to bring it here to earth? Because the more image that you get about heaven, the more you can actually bring it through your life. Okay, that's the end of my slides. Let me finish with this. Hey, good. I'm right on time. Three minutes. I better keep talking. Um, Here's what it is. When we go to hear from him, it's going to come through multiple ways. You need to tune in. You need to tune into your body. Your body's going to help you hear from God. It's a tool. It's a communication tool between heaven and earth. This is how it was expected from the beginning of time, that you would take dominion over the earth, and you would bring God's will through it. Okay? Does that sound right? Is my theology off, anybody? Man, we're quiet today. How do you get them to say things? Uh, so he, he, here's, here's what it is from the beginning is that Adam and Eve were supposed to hear, experience, acknowledge God at all turns. With your finances, with your jobs, with, uh, with your children and your parenting. Um, parenting can, can happen. The mother has just as much place to hear from God as the engineer, as the, the pastor, as the counselor, as, as the attorney, we have to hear from God to live this outright. And it's not about having this projected, well, this is my calling out there. My calling comes from walking with his presence daily. That's the important piece. Okay. Is anybody struggling to hear from God today? Got some hands out there? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up an opportunity for that at the end. And uh, we're going to have people pray. Does anybody feel like uh, the prayer team, do you want them to come up now? Would that be all right? So let's make that happen. Um, Prayer team's going to do some amazing stuff because they hear from God. There's an expectation on it. I want to encourage you, if you're struggling to hear from God or if you think that he's gone silent on you, come up and get prayer because what he wants to do is (laughs) open up your heart and mind. We're not just talking about an audible sound. I know most of you guys know that. Those thoughts that go through your mind, that's great. The pictures are good. Um, But be aware uh, of your stomach, by the way, guys. I want to say this one. Be aware of your gut. And if you've heard me speak on counseling stuff, I apologize, this is redundant. Be aware of your gut because God oftentimes gives us discernment and it comes through those neural pathways in our gut. Um, be aware of your, your chest, your heart. See if there's any feelings that are different. Acknowledge those things, okay? Um, can I pray, is that all right? And then I'll give it to you. So I, I bless you in Jesus' name that he's going to just crack open uh, the hardships that have been there for so long to walk with him. He's going to crack it open like an egg and there's going to be a flow and the nutrients is going to come out and you're going to receive what he has been birthing inside of you. In Jesus' name.